This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the e-commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters from Bobsled and Acadia Company. And today I'm joined by two of my colleagues from Bobsled, Logan Nielsen and Damiano Chirucci. Welcome to the show, guys. Hello, hello. Pretty hello, thanks for having us, Kiri. Excited for it. So just by way of some quick intros, Damiano is a PPC manager here at Bobsled um, who started on our team as a PPC specialist. And he came to us from working directly at Amazon uh, in the advertising success team based in Europe. And Logan Nielsen is a client project manager at Bobsled uh, who resides in Springdale, Arkansas. Logan got his foot in the door with Amazon by running his own FBA reselling business before transitioning to the brand side of things and um, has moved on to the consulting world in early 2020. So today I have Damiano and Logan on the show to talk about Amazon's Fall Prime Day event, which we everyone is expecting to be announced sometime in early October that is right around the corner. So I wanted to have um, Damiano and Logan on to talk about Prime Day preparation, both on the advertising side and also on the operational and sort of organic marketing side of things as well. I feel like, you know, we only just stopped talking about the summer Prime Day event. So this is like a little bit of a bit of a Groundhog Day situation, but it's definitely something that brands need to be thinking about uh, now, if not uh, earlier. So one sort of general question that I have for both of you guys is with the Prime Day Fall event kicking you know, we're sort of like kicking off the Q4 season in early to mid-October and that sort of has a consequence around Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which is historically a really significant shopping holiday as well. How are you guiding your clients to spend on advertising or Logan on your side of things with in terms of operational and organic marketing preparation when they're theoretically going to have a much longer uh sales season yeah uh that's a great question Gary. and you know from from my side you know like you mentioned this is a very unique period in which we will have you know these mega sales dates almost one month apart you know first we have full prime day that is expected around mid-october and then the turkey five at the end of november and then obviously the holidays and from a PPC standpoint, the way I'm instructing brands is that in between these periods, we'll want to monitor metrics very closely. And what I mean by that is as customers or people who buy the product start to learn about these sales days, I think they're going to become very savvy and we could potentially see lower converting sales, more impressions, more sessions, and even more clicks you know, in these periods outside of the sales days. 
So more window shopping kind of thing. And so obviously it will depend on the client and uh, their goals. But what I would normally recommend is a very robust budget uh, strategy and structure. So having a very structured strategy and budget for each month, but in between each month, kind of having it very fluid between um, these in-between sales days and then the mega sales days. So in between these periods, we'll kind of track, like I mentioned, conversion rates, impressions, click sessions, and kind of see what the market is saying. If, you know, we have that regular Q4 level, cool, we can ride that Q4 wave and try to get as many sales as possible. But if we start to see conversions going down and impressions and clicks going up, then what we can do is we can leverage with awareness and consideration campaigns and tactics to make sure that we'll be in the mind of the customer come Prime Day, Turkey 5, etc. I see what you're saying. So sort of switching strategies, if, you know, it's obvious that the behavior is more of the window shopping, that we switch to more consideration type of campaigns. Give me some examples of that, like sponsored brand video or what kind of, what would you be looking at if you were starting to see more of the window shopping occur? Yeah, it would be more at a category level. So, I mean, again, I, I wouldn't or can't really name one ad type. However, it would be just the way you structure your, your campaigns. For example, um, what kind of keywords are you using? You know, maybe we start shifting the budget from the longer tail keywords to the more shorter tail broad keywords. Got we it. start implementing more prospecting campaigns, automatics to try and harvest as many keywords for these sales days. Same thing goes with category campaigns. And then, yeah, trying to leverage also the sponsored display functionalities within markets and um, just lifestyle audiences and really get that awareness and, and consideration up. Yeah, and I would, I would also say from my end, it's certainly an interesting event. You know, we haven't really seen Amazon formally doing a Prime event around this time. Uh, they rescheduled to October a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That was more due to COVID. So it's interesting, October historically isn't the most amazing sales month because you have a lot of those consumers saving their dollars for, you know, the cyber five. So if anything, when I'm thinking through my brands, I think it's a very exciting opportunity to kind of build some momentum, even just from like a, an item standpoint. So just even, I, I think we'll see the halo effects from this fall event into the Turkey five. So if anything, just viewing this as a great opportunity to create some momentum in a period where there's normally just kind of a lull. Um, So it's definitely interesting to see what Amazon is up to with scheduling this event so close to the Turkey Five, but I do believe they're strategic in what they're doing, but definitely just leveraging this as an opportunity to create some excitement a little bit earlier than normal. Yeah. Also, I think that it's a fantastic opportunity because I think it's the first time in Amazon history, at least since I've been working on Amazon, that we have the two prime days that are so close together. Mm -hmm. And so what this gives us is we're able to leverage Logan and myself, Logan on the upside, me on the PPC side, those data points that kind of happened just three months ago. Yes. Normally when we are studying for Prime Day, you know, sometimes we can look at Turkey 5, but it's not really that 
those same data points. Now we have fresh data that happened just two, three months ago, and we can really leverage that, you know, see if we need to optimize anything, optimize any campaigns, optimize any listings, optimize the store maybe. So they're big, big, big opportunity this year. Yeah, I, I would add. I would add last thing of. I think anytime Amazon kind of sets up an opportunity, you need to be a player as much as you can. Um, I mean, normally your biggest opportunities are with Prime Day, but to see you know that there is another opportunity, I think you got to be all in. And I think it will be a lot of learning from a consumer standpoint and the brand. Um, overall, it's a very exciting event. So curious to see what happens from it. Do you get a? How will each of you be thinking about tracking? Uh, fatigue among shoppers. Um, they, we just had Prime Day. We've got Q4 coming up. And so for Prime Day, it'll, it'll be interesting timing insofar as well, it is another opportunity to score a deal. But I think the, the, the other side of the coin is that people have been, um, they've just done Prime Day. Cyber Monday is coming up. Are they going to be really ready to open their wallets? And both from a, I guess, especially from a PPC standpoint, Damiano, how will you be sort of tracking and responding to potential deal fatigue there? Yeah, so I think that, you know, like I mentioned earlier, just constantly, you know, monitoring the data and interpreting it to the best of, of our abilities is, is going to... Um, tell us what the consumer is is feeling and um, it's a tough question because it, it, it's not something that's happened uh, very often so it, it's I'm kind of answering based on on what I feel not exactly what I know mm-hmm. yeah well um, you're totally right this is a new this is a new sort of cadence of events we've never seen before like Logan said that there was a full prime day in 2020 but in that year there wasn't a, a summer prime day so this is actually the first time that we've had all of these events back to back so it is sort of uncharted territory from that perspective i wonder if like you were talking about damiano the the window shopping and you might get lots of mm-hmm. impressions and clicks and stuff like that but what would be sort of like an early warning sign i guess that you're not actually going to be seeing conversions happen around that event and you might want to sort of pull back a little bit yeah i think i i have a feeling that during the events i think we'll always see them to be very strong because you know i just think what we'll see is pretty much what i mentioned before a bigger concentration of sales happening during those events and maybe a lull in between right and and yeah and and i guess just you know, the, the daily or sales day campaign management, you know, will will kind of tell us as, you know, each hour passes and as we are refreshing our consoles and we're seeing what's happening with our campaigns, what's happening with uh, the line item metrics, we can try and anticipate what's going to happen with the brand and... Uh, what's going to happen with their ASINs in terms of sales or whatever goal that the the brand has. I would also say in terms of buyer's fatigue, it's also being strategic with, you know, which items are you discounting? Like maybe you save, you know, some of the more compelling discounts for the Turkey five and you use, you know, the, 
the prime fall event. They're not calling it prime day, but the prime fall event for maybe overstocked inventory or a different type of item, mm. but also just understanding you could actually leverage both sales events for different purposes and just ensuring you're not giving the customer the same coupon on the same item, you know, even just like keeping the buyer on their toes by being creative with the discounts and promotions you're doing. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point, Logan, about focusing on different parts of the catalog and sort of different sort of promotional mix. Looking back um, to at the July Prime Day event, Logan, what um, what were the most effective kind of discounting and deal strategies that that you saw? What's that? What does that playbook look like? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, when you're talking discounts, there's different types of discounts on Amazon, but I think the higher the better. I mean, percentage wise. But even Amazon, from a technical standpoint, um, Prime exclusive discounts are always great from a, a placement standpoint and a visual representation. They look better. Those are more exciting, but those actually had some bugs this last Prime Day. So even just mm. being ready to quickly pivot to a coupon, um, really just anything the customer can kind of engage with, I think is exciting. Um, but yeah, uh, coupons, Prime exclu exclusive discounts are what work the best, but just being prepared from a seller perspective to transition to a coupon yeah now, i would i would try to lead in with some of the more exciting placements but just be ready to quickly pivot if something were to go wrong yeah and just to to share that story we had a number of clients who we had um prime exclusive discounts set up they were all appearing before the event and it was only by sort of like work walking the walking the store that day that some of our project managers found, hey, these deals are not actually showing. And we had to, like you said, Logan, set them up as coupons, which are not as, you know, as visible, as effective. But yeah, that you've got to be kind of prepared for all of the historical bugs that we've seen with Amazon in the past with um, those kind of things going wrong. You need to have a backup plan for each of those. And also on the advertising side as well, Damiano, this was... This was uh, something that you, you actually put a blog post together for um, in the last couple of months around whether you should advertise at all on Prime Day. And there is a, this is a really interesting debate because, and I, I see it happen every year, <laughs> um, that the argument from some brands is, well, there's already going to be a lot of people shopping on Prime Day, a lot of traffic coming in. What's the point of advertising at all, especially when CPCs are a little higher during that event? Let's just go dark and not advertise at all and save a few bucks. So you did some really thoughtful analysis on why that could be a mistake. Can you sort of give us the overview of that? Yeah, sure. So what I did was I uh, showcased the data between different levels of participation between um, certain clients and brands that we have. And so what we did was we identified four different levels of participation. So clients who did not want to participate with promotions or even advertising, clients who promoted 50% of their catalog, clients who promoted only select products, and then clients who promoted their full catalog. Um, and yeah, and so what we found was that clients who did not want to participate in Prime Day still did achieve a higher average of total sales but it did not overshadow the cost of advertising, which increased mainly due to the sheer volume of uh, traffic on the platform. 
So for these clients, what we did notice was a general increase in the total ACOS, albeit small, but there was an increase. And then what we found is that all other groups of clients, the ones that had even some level of participation, all saw total ACOS decrease because sales obviously increased at a larger rate than uh, advertising spended. And lastly, the most interesting piece of data that we found was that the winner, if you so call it, were the clients that promoted only 50% of the catalog. And they saw the biggest percentile increase of total sales and the largest decrease in total ACOS. And the reason for that is because, or at least I believe that, you know, PPC and operations were able to really work synergistically and had a, a very clear roadmap in terms of what ASINs they wanted to promote, um, how could they support that with PPC and etc. And also, more importantly, what they wanted to do with the other half of the catalog that weren't so important. So more management on um, how to cater spend or, or lower CPCs for these ASINs that in their opinion, they they did not want to push. Yeah, that might not be an important thing. It might actually just be like, what do we have available in stock and like, or that we want to move inventory of. So, but very interesting. And it kind of goes to Logan's point of maybe not, maybe not promoting everything. Maybe you sort of choose different products for different events. Damiano, I think that is a good point. I also want to talk about you know, what is the KPI for your brand on something like a prime day? Um, these, yes. you know, high traffic, these high traffic times are very um, important, you know, very pivotal for your brand if you really are strategic with it. Um, so let's say you want it to operate at a 200% ACoS even for the sake of getting as many unit conversions as you can and, and collecting as, as many consumers, as many sales as you can get, you'll, you will see that return in the long run. You'll see that return during the Turkey five. And in this case, uh, during the fall prime event, um, being all in and strategic with uh, one strategy could be to get as many, many conversions as possible, because that's going to do nothing but cascade your brand, cascade your products headed into the Turkey five. Yes. So it's one of those things. Um, it's a very um, operating at a 200% ACOS on one day or 150 or whatever your approach is. Basically you can get creative as you can with these high traffic events, these exciting things. So, Ultimately, what what is your strategy? I think is is definitely um, a question to ask. That's a really that's a really good point, and and I think this comes back to a bigger question that is not really sort of up to up to us at the end of the day, but up to our clients and up to you know what is the objective for that brand or that product? Is this a product that's really driving a lot of profitability for the company, and so there is more sensitivity around getting that ACOS in an acceptable range. Or is this product or brand at a market, at a state of life cycle stage where it's all about growing market share, in which case a higher ACOS might be acceptable and it's really about getting, uh, getting new to brand shoppers in, getting new subscriptions in. There's a real growth sort of orientation um, that we also need to be sensitive to brands who have products where it is more about being profitable at this point in time. Just something that I have to bring up on almost every episode is it's the, it's not a one size fits all. It really depends on the objective of, of the company or the brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. So how, I think, yeah, I mean, go ahead. 
No, 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 no. I mean, it's it, it's exactly what what everyone said. You know, like you want to basically the most important thing is is speaking to your clients or speaking to the brands, understanding what are their goals. But I think that what we need to do is really nitpick and dive into their goals and not just have it in a very general sense, like I want to grow my market share or I want to sell as many things as possible, but really dive deep into a per ASIN level and say, okay, what can we do in the different stages of the funnel for your whole catalog? Can we devise a strategy for a select number of ASINs where we just focus on awareness or just focus on consideration or, you know, like Logan said, just push as many conversions as possible. And we just don't really look at uh, some of those profitability metrics like ACOS, total ACOS, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful what you're measuring. So um, Damiano, question for you on, on the summer prime day event, what worked really well from an ads perspective that you would be, that you want to remind brands about yeah so um pretty similar to what we were talking about before there isn't really a one size fits all cookie cutter strategy that kind of worked across the board but there were some best practices that you know we we applied for most of our brands that i think would be valid also for for this next prime day and again i might sound like a broken record but you know having a clear roadmap what you want to achieve for each ASIN and and having that very clear, understand which ASINs you're going to be running promos or deals or discounts on uh, way before the, um, the time of these big sales days. So you can devise strategies um, around these ASINs and start collecting a good sizable quantity of data weeks before um, the days actually arrive. Mm-hmm. Another good example of something that worked quite well was um, during Prime Day in July, we had it over two days. We had it over the, the Tuesday and then the Wednesday. And so the PPC team, what we kind of assumed was that customers would be more inclined to buy products on the first day rather than the second. And so what we did with a lot of clients was try and take their prime day budget if they had a fixed prime day budget for over the two days and just devise a mix that would cater to these different spend levels. So maybe a 40, 60. I remember even having a a 70, 30 mix and it proved to be very successful because I think customers want to really take advantage of the deals. I think they might be afraid of out of stocks. And so they buy very quickly on the first day. Mm. And then the main, you know, other factors of success and the main ones during the prime day really just came down to our management during the two days. Yes. So for example, checking throughout the day, um, if our ads are showing up in the desired placements and then making any bid changes or tweaks to, to try and reflect that. Um, checking again if budget utilization for the campaigns throughout the day is at a satisfactory level or do we have to increase the budget? Shall we decrease it? Because maybe we're not happy with the metrics that we are seeing. That was one thing that I remember from last Prime Day was we had uh, two brands uh, in, in particular, same category. 
One was we just saw an amazing ROAS that day, and that was a that was a key metric for them, striking that profitability. And we went to them towards the end of the day and said, "Look, your ROAS is this. It's a good time to buy ad inventory. People are really, you know, converting really well today. Can we increase the budget because let's try and make hay while the sun shines?" And the client approved some extra budget. We we spent it. Great outcome. And then another client in the same category, same kind of situation, great ROAS, can we increase budget? Seems like a great way to, you know, spend your spend your dollars today. And we didn't hear back from them and we lost that opportunity. So I think that we're not going to go ahead and spend a client's budget if we don't have the permission to increase it. We really need them to be responsive on the day and figure out um so as, as Logan also mentioned, some like backup scenarios of, okay, if your promotions aren't showing up, can we get your permission to set up coupons instead? Or if the ROAS is over X on Prime Day, do we have your permission to like increase the budget there? And just being very, you know, being very responsive throughout that two-day period to change course, whether things are going because it's, things are going really well, <laughs> or if it's because things are kind of falling off off the track a little bit due to, you know, various things that can can happen on big sales days like that. So Logan, in terms of something that we've seen be really successful for a lot of the clients that we work with is, is leveraging marketing channels outside of Amazon. And so it's great to set up these deals and discounts and be advertising, but also making a brand's existing followers or customers aware that there's going to be a big um, big sale on, on Prime Day. Again, this is something where there's been a little bit of friction with some brands because uh, there's a sense that I don't want to be discount, sharing discounts with customers who might have bought it at full price. That's one angle. And then the other angle is, look, if I'm going to be running a big campaign on Prime Day, I want to get as much traffic there and take advantage of, you know, trying to, to climb the, the sales rank during that period and really... Um, using that as an opportunity to to improve visibility, not just on Prime Day but afterwards. What have you been have you seen be effective around off Amazon promotion, and is is that something that you really agree with brands on that they should try and keep church and state separate, or is there more of an overall benefit of actually promoting your deals and discounts off of Amazon too? Yeah, I feel like you said it well is um, understanding this is, you know, these events are more of a one-off type of thing. So also having the reverence and the acknowledgement of maybe a brand, you know, they don't want to give away those margin dollars or they want to stay focused on their D to C, but understanding the, like I, like I was saying earlier, the importance of these days for me a data gathering standpoint. So I think it is totally worthwhile, um, even if your strategy is to keep a more D2C on your website or a different channel, to utilize any email list you have, utilize any of the social media, um, because you will see these customers returning to your D2C or to Amazon and treating this day as a giant feedback loop in a way of understanding um, these days are just important for your brand as a whole, not even just necessarily your brand on Amazon. And it's just about getting as much product out of your brand as possible. So I would leverage, you know, social media, those email lists, 
um, some things that may feel a little bit uncomfortable, maybe a little more out of uh, the norm. I can think of examples where a brand has emailed their sort of newsletter email list to say there's deals coming up. They've shared them on social media. And I would also say another interesting one that's emerging more and more as an opportunity is leveraging influencer partnerships where influencers are given sometimes it's a unique code that they can share uh, on on social media or sometimes they're just sort of compensated by the brand to actually share that there is a sale going on but that's becoming more that's becoming a very effective way for brands to get the news out about discounts and promotions on Amazon is using a TikTok influencer or an Instagram influencer to get the word out. Uh, okay, so is there anything new either on the advertising side or on the organic side that is like a new feature, new targeting option, new program that um, you're interested to see how it floats this Prime Day? Yeah, um, there actually is quite a, a big uh, PPC update that us PPC geeks have kind of been waiting for for a while and those are sponsored brand video ads that uh, link directly to the store so mm. now as of now only some brands have access to this new sponsored brand video feature but I would assume that in a month and a half or maybe in a month that Amazon would roll it out for all brands to try it um, for the full prime day and so how would you like just talking that through, so previously you could do a sponsored brand video, but that was only to one product page or like a product set of three or something? No, it was, yeah, so it was only to one product, so one okay. product page. And now, um, as I mentioned, just a few brands have access to, you know, link it to a store page or a store sub page. I'm not 100% sure if you're able to make it into a custom landing page where okay. you could have a select amount of products that... Um, you you so desire that's pretty cool because then you could in theory like merchandise your storefront to be like here are all of our prime day deals right or yeah it's super exciting and and honestly in my opinion it's been a long time coming because you know we we all know how powerful video content can be yes especially you know lately in in the last few years and now we'll have the opportunity to leverage branded video content that speaks about the values of a brand as a whole yes and also um you know if customers are are interested then you know we're redirecting them directly to collections of products or sub brands mm -hmm. or similar products so really increasing that uh consideration and even awareness um of yeah. the brand itself you know to i can we have a um premium beauty brand and if someone had if we had a video like that it would be great for people to say oh i didn't know they did supplements as well you know kind mm -hmm. of thing it would be uh really really cool yes i love sponsored brand video ads i love like in the app especially and this is another sort of public service announcement i want to make is just get on the app as much as possible i think you know we're all a little bit guilty as e-commerce professionals of pulling up, you know, the desktop mm. and looking at how that works, but get the app out as much as you can and see what, what's happening there. I find as a, as a consumer, I'm clicking on more and more video ads. Some of them are really engaging and really, you know, you can really tell a story of a brand 
Um, so that is a that's a really great point, Damiano. Yeah, and they they can be up to forty five seconds long. So I mean, mm. you have a lot of time, and you can really showcase almost anything that you want. Obviously, within the policies, but I'm saying in in terms of of a time constraint, it's not just five seconds and then it's gone. You know, it's it's a nice long video um, that you can really leverage. I'd say one thing I'll piggyback real quick is even to seeing Amazon's efforts of reaching Gen Z, if you will, and just understanding that we are visual creatures. And I think mm. that's a really great encouragement from Kiri to stay in the app. But also that is also where I'd put the elephant on Damiano's back. One of my favorite strategies is sponsored brand video. And I think that is something that is is crucial on these um, high traffic events. It's going to really make you stand out as well. So also excited to see the new targeting, um, how that will kind of play out and looking at the data after. But definitely with influencers and the affiliate marketing and all these different things, that is becoming more and more important. You've kind of seen these events over the last few years um, be very similar, like year over year. You got prime exclusive discounts and you have coupons. But you kind of see what Amazon is doing now. They're rolling out these new programs and I don't see any indications of that stopping. So um, being an early adopter, if you will, trying to utilize them and um, just trying to learn as much as you can um, about them. There's one more that was just announced. If you guys don't have a take on this yet, I understand, but because it was just announced yesterday, at Amazon Accelerate. But um, there's that email tool called Manage Your Customer Engagement, where you can send out deals to your followers. And now they have expanded that program a little bit more to um to to be able to sort of like leverage segments i guess of of customers as well so people who have bought your brand before or not um there's some other options in there the challenge i see with uh, in theory it sounds great but if you have ever received one of those emails from a brand they're not very engaging like there's no creative options it's a bit of a humdrum experience and the challenge I see with that is um, a lot of people are going to start unsubscribing from these communications because they're not engaging or you could just end up getting a lot of them. Um, so I think, you know, I'm sort of in two minds about it. I'm, I'm really, I think it's great Amazon's given that opportunity to actually engage with people who follow your brand. But A, not many people are following brands yet because it's not a super intuitive part of the shopping experience. And two, Email is not the most effective way to reach some people, especially when you can't really merchandise that email very well. So that's something to watch, but I'm not super, I'm not really very enthused, <laughs> enthused about that as a marketing solution yet. But sorry, Kiri, for my understanding, is it something that you're able to program whenever you want? Can you enroll in the program and you have to do it whenever Amazon says, or can I enroll it? For example, in, I can enroll in it now and then maybe just for Prime Day, I say, okay, let me send an email blast to my customers, sorry, to my followers, and they're able to see all the deals and all the promos that I'm going to do. And then I kind of go dark on that side and then use it again for Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And you just use it as a, another tool to supplement uh, these big sales days. All right. Um, anything just in terms of, Closing up today, lots of lots of good ideas and best practices from from previous Prime Days. But is there anything in particular that you're excited about this Q4? 
Yeah, I would say overall, I mean, I think a good cascading message from this, if you're a brand, is you still have time to make your strategy. So understanding, you know, what is your strategy and making that. If you're a consumer, also just understand, you know, looking, uh, being able to look out for different deals because, you know, brands could be offering uh, exclusive prime fall event discounts and, you know, that are maybe different than the Turkey Five. Uh, but in general, I think I'm very excited about what is Amazon up to with this? I mean, you see the Thursday night football where you have to be a prime member and Amazon is making big plays just in general to make it more out into the masses. So I can't help but think this fall event is Mm -hmm. not random. It's very strategic. So just always curious to see what Amazon is up to in this and curious to see um, what will happen in the future. Yeah, great point. And then from my side, one thing that I'm at least excited about maybe just because I'm a, a number nerd is, is that uh, I really just cannot wait to kind of like dig in and dive into uh, July's prime days number numbers, and then, you know, be able to, to really devise a good strategy for uh, the full prime day. And, and yeah, I think a lot of very exciting uh, things can come of it, you know, understanding which of your ASINs are, you know, are in need of a sprucing mm-hmm. up before these big events? Does your store need it? You know, do your, you know, your videos need it, especially if we're going to be able to have this new ad type that um, looks quite promising for building consideration and awareness. So, uh, yeah, that's definitely something I, I And sponsored brand videos leading to storefronts. Yeah, that's a, that's a big one. Yeah, exactly. Great. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Logan and Damiano. Great to talk with you guys about Prime Day strategy. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kiri. It was great to be here. Likewise. Thank you, Kiri.